Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. Merry Christmas. Today is finally the day. After days of waiting and weeks of waiting, it's finally here Christmas morning. After all of the decorations set up, the tree set up, lights hung, gifts wrapped, cookies baked, music listened to, parties attended, all of the holiday hustle and bustle, it's finally here Christmas morning. And how are you feeling? Excited and energetic? Tired and worn out? Maybe you want today to never end, or maybe tomorrow can't come soon enough. Christmas is an odd time, isn't it? At the same time, it can be relaxing and stressful, invigorating and exhausting. And yet, no matter how you feel this morning, Every one of us in this room has something in common. We can all be joyful. Joyful not because it's Christmas and there's goodies and presents and parties, but we can have a lasting joy because of what Christmas means for you and for me. A lasting joy in the fact that Jesus became our brother so that we could be children of God. Lasting joy because the word was made flesh for you and for me. Martin Luther describes the joy of Christmas in this way. He says that there is such a richness and a goodness in the Christmas story that when we see it and we understand it, we are just dissolved in a perpetual joy. That's the joy that we get to experience this morning, a perpetual joy that lasts more than a day, more than a week, more than a year. It lasts into eternity. But if we're going to hear about this story, this Christmas story, then where do you begin? Christmas is all about Jesus. It's all about Christ. So hearing and reading about Christ might be a good idea. And that's exactly what the gospel accounts do for us. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they tell us about who Jesus is and what he did for us. And so maybe if you are going to write your own Christmas story, you begin like Mark, who actually skips over the entire Christmas story. He jumps right into the early ministry of Jesus when he's 30 years old as he begins to preach and to teach, perform miracles. Or maybe you would start your story like Luke, who begins by talking about the angel's announcement to Mary that she is with child, but it's no mere child. It's the Son of God. Or maybe you're a history buff and you're going to start like Matthew, and you're going to list the descendant or who Jesus is descended from all the way from Abraham to David to Joseph. But if you are like John, you start before all of that. 
You start before Abraham, you start before Noah, you start before Adam and Eve, you start before the creation of the world. That's where John starts his gospel. That's where John starts his story of salvation. As we read these words once again this morning, I invite you just to ponder, to enjoy, to think about the beautiful words that John uses to describe our Savior. He does so in such a simple way, and yet they, com- they convey such a complex truth. We read once again from John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. So how does John start his story? He begins before creation, before in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, before Genesis 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. John is letting us know that the start of the Christmas story does not begin in the manger at Bethlehem. It begins before the creation of the world in all eternity. In the beginning was the Word. But not only was in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God, but the Word was God, is God. John is telling us that this story is all about the one who created heaven and earth, the one who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth. John is letting us know who this story is all about. It's about God himself. And John does that beautifully in these first three verses, outlining exactly who the story is about, but it isn't until verse 14 that we hear about what the story is all about. It isn't until verse 14 that we hear what God himself does for you and for me. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The same God who is described in those first three verses, that is the one that becomes flesh for you and for me. He doesn't do it in some majestic, powerful, mysterious way. He, he does it through the womb of a poor virgin. And he makes his bed a manger filled with straw in a dusty town, a dusty village of Bethlehem. And the herald of the king of the universe coming into this world is no one more than a lowly shepherd. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. There's a really neat picture behind that last phrase there, made his dwelling among us. A picture that doesn't come through all that clearly in the English, but the Greek word carries this picture, carries this idea of pitching a tent. The word became flesh and pitched his tent among us. When you go camping, you you set up a tent and that's your dwelling for a little bit. That's the place where you're going to live. But that's the thing. It's only temporary. It's only for a little while. No one wants to live in a tent forever. Sure, camping is enjoyable if that's your, the, the thing you, you do for fun. But you only do it for a certain amount of time because conditions can very easily become uncomfortable and cold and wet and smelly. 
You only live in a tent for a certain amount of time. The wind picks up, perhaps, and pulls the pegs of the tent out, flipping your tent over, making holes in the tent. Life in a tent is just fixing one problem after another. And that's you and I. We are living in a tent here on earth, a temporary tent where, sure, good things happen every once in a while. We get to celebrate Christmas, family and friends and presents and gifts, but often bad things happen as well as we are living in a temporary tent. Sickness, disease, financial problems all come at us like a hundred mile per hour wind gust, flipping our tent over And as we're scrambling, trying to get the pegs back in or patching the holes, another one seems to follow right after the next. Life in an earthly tent is just one problem after another. And so it's hard at times, as we live our life here on earth in this temporary earthly tent, to find joy that lasts. But that's the beauty of of the Christmas message. That's the beauty of what John tells us this morning. Because the word became flesh and tented among us. God himself, the creator of the universe, the king of the universe, came down to our dwelling of tents and made his dwelling, pitched his tent among us, not in some, mirac- or not in some majestic, powerful, glorious way, but took the form of a servant looking like just you or I. Isaiah tells us, the prophet Isaiah says that he had no majesty or beauty that would have attracted us to him. He looked like an ordinary man, but he was the son of God. He was God himself. The word became flesh. And yet his own did not receive him. His own rejected him because they were too worried about their own earthly, temporary tent. They were too busy trying to patch the holes in their tent, trying to get their pegs back into the ground, trying to figure out all of the solutions to their problems, trying to figure out the solutions to death and sickness and financial problems. They were too worried about everything else in life that they missed the fact that the solution to all of their problems was the one who was dwelling among them the one who came and tented among them. That's the Christmas message. Our goal here on earth is not to acquire all of these things that are going to make our temporary earthly tent life more comfortable or more enjoyable. Our goal here on earth is not in order to solve all of those problems, Because when we focus on ourselves and we focus on the things that that make us feel good, then we miss the one who came and dwelled among us. We miss the story of Christmas. We miss the fact that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We miss our lasting joy. But how does this message of the word becoming flesh give us lasting joy? How does that give us any joy while we are here on earth? Well, it's the message of what he did when he came and took on flesh for us. Our Savior Jesus came to pay the price that we could not pay. He came to suffer the death that we deserved. 
He came to take care of all of those problems, all of the sins that made our lives so miserable in the first place. The word became flesh for you. I heard it put once this way, that that Jesus needed to take on flesh so that he could have hands and feet that were pierced. Jesus needed a head so that a crown of thorns could be pressed into his skull. The word needed to take on flesh so that his back could be torn open by the whips. He needed a face to be spit and beaten on, to be mocked and ridiculed. The word became flesh for you to pay the price that we could not pay. That's the joy of Christmas. That's the beauty of Christmas. The word became flesh for you so that you could be called a child of God. By God's grace, you have heard and believed this wonderful story, this wonderful story that is for you. The word became flesh for you. It is a story that brings us lasting joy. It's the story that John tells us this morning. It's the story that he proclaims to us. And like John, we can say, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John saw Jesus with his own eyes. He saw the glory of our Savior, but so have you. You have seen the glory of the one and only in the word, in the message of Christmas. You have seen the glory of the Lord with baptism. When the water and the word are connected and the sins of that person are washed away forever. You have seen the glory of the Lord when you come to the communion rail and you receive the true body and blood of our Lord and Savior. You have seen the glory of the word becoming flesh and making his dwelling among us because he dwells with us still. He dwells with us today. Today is the day. It's Christmas. What a wonderful message to hear that the word became flesh for you and for me to take away all of our sins so that you could be called a child of God and enjoy eternal life with him forever. What a message. What a joy. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.